0: This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. Alright, here we go. You guys ready to get in the Word? If you want to turn in your Bibles to Psalms uh, chapter 30, and I'll meet you there. And we're in a series, we're starting a series called What's Next? And, and we're, this whole month, we're gonna be just talking about kind of what's next and encouraging you that when you're walking with God, there is always a next. There is never, um, you're done, you've arrived, you have all that you need in the sense that you have all the knowledge of God and you don't need any more of Jesus. The devil is a liar, amen? And so we're growing. There's always a next. Even in your tough times, there's a Next. There's more. You are never... to, uh, God never has desired us to stay where we are in any way whatsoever. We are growing, and, and that's what God wants for us. There is the next. Some of them, some of these nexts are very definitive. Uh, when you get saved, you know, next is baptism. Get baptized, Amen. Um, uh, next for some people is very clear. Is hey, you know, you're, you're you're hearing the word, you're growing in the Lord, you're you're developing um, in your spiritual walk, and now it's time to serve somebody to. Serve, join the team, amen. So there's always an X, but I want to just encourage you, even on a, a broader scale, that in God's heart there is always a new season coming. It is never the end all be all today. Anybody thankful that you aren't gonna stay where you are? You don't have to stay where you are, you don't have to be the product of your past or your childhood or whatever it is you came out of. That God will start with that, but He's gonna take you to something next. Amen. And so even in the Bible, I know, hang out with me there in Psalm uh, chapter 30. I'm going to read verse 5, but I just want to share some things with you. Just maybe the heart of this message this month is is there is this notion in Scripture of of, of growth that the Bible correlates the kingdom of God as being like a seed. And so if it is like a seed, the Bible says don't despise small beginnings. The whole, the the kingdom of God is, is, is about us stewarding potential. Or, because the seed is potential. And that that seed grows. There's, a, there's references all throughout scripture in that. And, and Mark, um, you can just write this down. In Mark chapter 4 verse 28, it's talking about how the kingdom is likened to a seed. Okay? And it says, for the earth yields crop by itself. This is Mark four twenty eight. First the blade, then the head. After that, the full grain in the head. So it breaks down even the kingdom of God. There is this process when grain is planted and it produces something. There's three parts of that grain that it, through time and seasons and all that, and and, and stewarding it and watering it, that that thing has a next. That we are growing. You are growing in the Lord. You know, sometimes you might feel like I'm just a little sprout. You know what I mean? And my wife has these plants out in her patio. And some of them survive. And some don't <laughs> um, but but you know that that's what's so cool about uh, and, and you know and 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 look uh, but in the kingdom when you got when you're when you're abiding in the vine you're gonna survive and you're gonna grow you shall live and not die that's what I prophesied of these plants you shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord you are growing the kingdom is like a seed it's never God is never like okay full growth you're done well and even when when we pass on into the new life, there is a next. When Stephen was martyred, he was about to physically die. But there was a next. There is always a next in the, in the heart of God. Think about outer court, inner court, holy of holies. There is, you can grow intimately in God. That even the tabernacle itself speaks of a, speaks of a process to get to a deeper place. Outer court, inner court, holy of holies. You know what I'm saying? There is a process in in God's heart that there is a next. And, And look, and this is my first point, is you need to know that God has a next for you. God has a next. Uh, Don't don't ever let the devil lie to you saying it's over. I can't it won't happen I tried too many times that is a lie from the devil. There is always a next in God I don't care just like my wife said I don't care how many times you mess up how many times you just don't get it right There's still a next ask David when he slept with homegirl up on the roof. He had a next Ask Moses. He killed somebody buried him. He had a warrant for his arrest homeboy had a next Come on, somebody. I'm not advocating you go sleep around and kill people, but I'm just saying if you did and you are, you still, in God's heart, there is a next. Ask the Apostle Paul. He was killing people, and God had a next for him. He changed his life, but there was a next. Ask the prophet Jeremiah when he had emotional problems, but he had a next. Everybody in Scripture are the great people we love and celebrate. Abram, sleeping with some other woman in his house. He had a next. There is always a next to God. I'm just going to get here to encourage you, actually, check this out, that God will start with a dark place. If you want to talk about, oh, man, it's too dark, man, my childhood was too rough, man, I was crazy, or what I did, but check this out, when in creation, the Bible says that the earth was formless and void, and, and darkness hovered over the deep, over the face of the deep, God started with darkness. It's amazing what God will do. You put God in the middle of darkness, you're going to find yourself in some light. Even the seed starts in a dark place. You put it in the ground. The Bible says if it abides, if, if it abides alone, it doesn't produce. But if it dies, it, that, that a seed must die for it. It is a dark place. Ask Jesus, right? Three days and three nights in the, in the belly of the earth. Talk about a dark place. Jesus had a next. Come on, somebody. There is always a dark. God has called us out of darkness. He started with darkness into his marvelous light. You have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into he starts with darkness. He'll start with darkness. The Bible says that even in the day, when God created the the, the day, the first day, what he created the first day, when he talks about the day, he says the evening and the morning, the first day. God starts with the night. Ask David when before he became king, he had to hang out in a dark place. God starts with a dark place. And in our minds, in the natural world, we think the dark place is the end. And God's like, oh, I'm about to get started. God starts in a dark place. Think about childbirth. Nico and Gia all up in my wife's belly. That was a dark place. And they came into the light but birth uh, the natural birth starts in a dark place that 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 your life god will start with the worst darkest time and say i got a next for you anybody in scripture gideon was in a dark place hiding from the midianites and god said i'm about to get this party started and he will start your life even in a dark place. That there is always a next. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care how foolish you have been. That God will start there. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody get excited. Amen. Psalm 30 verse 5. For, is, for his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night. Everybody say night. Amen. But joy comes in the morning. Somebody say next. All right, look at your neighbor and say, next. Next. A, A dark season is a new beginning from God's perspective. You must know this year, church, that God has a next for you that God has, and when you get there, he's got another one, he's got a little something else coming for you, he has a next, there is a, once again, progressive revelation, that you are growing, here a little, there a little, that you are growing in the Lord, the Bible time and time again, correlates us to being trees, trees of righteousness, planting of the Lord, planted in the house of the Lord, you shall flourish, there is growth, and next, and development, and fruit, and fruit, and and all kind of good stuff in the economy of God. That you shall flourish in the, in the courts of your God. Hallelujah. Somebody say next. next. Look at this. Isaiah 48 verse 6. It says this. You have heard. See all this. No, I'm moving kind of fast. But it's up here on the screen. You have heard. See all this. And, and will you not declare it? Here it is. I have made you hear new things. Somebody say next. next. I have made you hear new things from this time. I have made you hear new things. He, God will cause you to hear something before you get there. And that's how God operates. He's going to speak it before you see it. He's going to drop it in your heart before it materializes in the natural realm. You know what I'm saying? God spoke to my wife and said, you're about to get you a husband and he's going to be a fine little white man. That's what, <laughs> no, God didn't tell her that for us, But I have, I have made you hear, I have made you hear new things. I hear it, meaning you going to hear it before you see it, and you're going to hear it before you experience it. This year, I believe God's going to speak to us about some new things. Ain't nothing wrong with new things. Don't let any kind of poverty spirit or any kind of mindset block you from God's heart for you. All right? Maybe your parents or where you grew up and your mentality was like, oh man, I don't know. I'm just gonna try to make it, I'm just trying to get by. No, no, and I understand those might be real emotions, that might be a real situation, but in the in God's heart, in God's word, that he's gonna speak some new things. New things from this time, even hidden things, and you did not know them. Hidden things that there are mysteries in God that he wants to speak to you. Uh, we had a leadership meeting this last Wednesday and, and one of our deacons, John, was like, he, w- once we got in our new facility and, 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 and you know, new things are happening it's exciting. But he was saying in the meeting, he was like, man, I don't know where we're going, but I know we're going somewhere. And people started laughing the meeting, like, man, you brother, you better know where you're going now. But but the thing but I was like, it's all good, brother. I was like, preach Abraham. Because the Bible says Abraham went out not knowing where he was going. But he was going somewhere. He didn't know where he was going. And there's something about the next with God. He wants to speak it to you. He wants to drop it in you. He wants to deposit it in you. He wants to speak some new things from this time. Even hidden things. Praise God that there are things in God that we don't know nothing about just yet. And he is that big. His understanding is unsearchable that you could dig and dig and dig and there's still more of God. You have never arrived. You do not have them figured out and you don't know it all. You need to know now. There is more in God that he wants to speak to this year. Hidden things, the mysteries. The Bible says when he's talking about the, the, the seed and so, the sower, sows the word that it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. My goodness, a seed is a mystery. That, my goodness, a big old olive tree come out of this? that the, the word God put inside of you, what could come out of that, it's a seed. Don't despise small beginnings. Don't despise small beginnings. We as a community, we didn't despise the days when we were in the Alexandria Hotel, had all kind of pigeons flying down on us in the service. Some people aren't even laughing. They're like, yeah, that wasn't funny. I mean, I was there for the word, but that was disgusting. But don't, we don't despise small beginnings. We didn't despise walking in here and this place had some work to be done and it still got work to do. We are not going to despise small beginnings because God's speaking to us new things, hidden things. It's been given to us to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Everybody say this with me. Look at your neighbor and say this. Say, you better know that God has a next for you. All right. It ain't over till God says it's over. It ain't over till God says it's done. Come on, somebody. It ain't, yeah, that's right. Habakkuk chapter 2. Let's look at this. Habakkuk chapter 2. And as you turn there, we're going to read Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. My first point, once again, you got to know that God has the next for you. You have to know it. The devil may lie to you. People may not believe in you. Our situations might try to eat at you, but you better know. All right? Come on, this is, this is grace for grown folk. You better know. You, you got to know that. You got to wrestle that thing. You got to own that thing, man of God. Say amen, man. You got to know. Now, look, like just like John said in our leadership meeting, I know we're going somewhere. I don't know where we're going. It's okay to not know where you're going, but you better know that there is something coming. How about that? That's all. You don't need to know the, all the details. Check this out. You will never know all the details. I'm so thankful God is bigger than my mind, but I better know in my spirit that God is with me, and, and we, got, we got a next coming. All right? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We got a next. We got a next. Habakkuk, Habakkuk 2, verse 1 to 3 says this. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Verse 2. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Everybody say Next. Vision is nothing more than a picture of what's next. That's what a vision is. Some of y'all wrote down your, your New Year's resolutions. Right? The person there laughing wrote definitely wrote them down. Or or the Lord spoke to her, you better write them down. But but whatever. But that's what that's what a vision is. That's all vision is. We have a vision of a church that that, that Boyle Heights in this area will be transformed. What does that look like? I don't have all the details, but I do see a move of God happening in our city, that, the like of which none have seen, and we're going to be part of it. And lives transformed, people giving their heart to Jesus, uh, drug dealers going out of business, hallelujah, and getting saved, hallelujah. And then they could just, they could just slang the gospel, hallelujah stay on the street drug dealer stay there don't leave the street just preach the gospel come on somebody keep them on the street preaching jesus but but that but that's a vision right that's a vision a vision is simply a picture in my spirit of what is next it is a picture of what is next so write god said write the vision and make it plain on tablets tablets that he may run who reads it for the vision is yet for an appointed time somebody say next, next. appointed time meaning future next but at the end it will speak it is going to come to pass it's going to happen it's not going to lie though it tarries wait for it look at your neighbor say wait for what's next Because it will surely come, it will not tarry, all right? And so that word watch, when it says I will stand my watch, it means to operate in what you have been functioned to do. It is your office, your function your gift i will stand my watch i will operate in my gift i will contribute what i got i will put my stuff out there for other people i will stand my watch i will stand in my position i will stand in my office and so this is my second point is not only do you need to know that god has next for you you need to position yourself for what's next you need to get in position for what is next you know, you need to position yourself. You need to stand. To, to position means to take your stand, to place yourself, to, uh, remain, to remain in the place God has put you. To position yourself for what is next. I took my two children, my five-year-old daughter and my three-year-old son to the playground yesterday and there was this other kid there chasing them around. He's a little bigger. Uh, but Nico, I scared, I'm scared for my son Nico because he doesn't realize how sh- small he is. He's very bold and outgoing. And he's like, what's up, everybody? Right? And I'm like, slow down. Gentle. Gentle. Before he even touches other kids, I'm like, gentle. Gentle. Right? And so I just watched that. But this other kid was a little bigger. And they, he was chasing them around. They were just playing. There was nothing weird happening or nothing like that. Because, you know, parents were like, who's that little kid over there trying, chasing any parents, you know what I'm talking about? You get, you get kind of like, wait, hold on. Get over here. What are you doing? Like, right. And it's like, relax, parents. Okay. <laughs> but, but this kid, they were just running around. And, and there, this, this little, this other kid was chasing Gia around. And Nico was like, hey, that, that boy's chasing Gia. And, and so, so he was chasing Gia. So, so it was so cool because Gia kind of ran kind of behind Nico. And Nico went like this. And I didn't say nothing. I was sitting there like the parent, legs crossed on my phone. You go, Nico. You get him, boy. I was just like, gentle. That that was his stance. Look at your neighbor and say, get in position. You got to take your stand. You got to do it. Next time the devil attacks you, look at your neighbor and say, hold it down. You got to get that Nico anointing. You ain't scared of nobody. Right? You got to position your, take your stand. I love it, too, because he wasn't like this. He, he was like this. I don't know what he's going to do, but he knew what he was doing. He was taking his stand, and Gio was behind him. And there was Nico. I was like, you get him, boy. You get him. And they, they were just playing and stuff, and then I looked at the parent over there. Just, you know. <laughs> You know that parent thing and it's like the kids are playing and the parents are on the benches and you just acknowledge each other? Yeah, yeah. Those are mine. <laughs> right. But, but take your position. You get in position. Position yourself. And I'm going to give you some practical ways to position yourself. Many of you know these, but I'll tell you what. We're going to, you're going to win the game of life on the fundamentals of Christian living, not on miracles. I, I want miracles. I want prophetic words, I mean, please, Lord, give more to me. I think I could use a couple more miracles. That'd be nice. But I'm going to live this life by faith, living in the realm of a fundamental life, walking with God, doing what I do out of discipline, and out of relationship, not out of hoping God bails me out all the time. Somebody say amen. Can I get an amen over here? Somebody say, "Jesus, help me, Lord, help me, Jesus." Look at this. Here, here's some practicals. Number one, daily prayer. You position yourself. Daily prayers like this. Y'all gonna be in your prayer time this week, Lord. I just thank you. Devil, get away from. Nah. I'm gonna stay in my position. Somebody say daily prayer. Daily prayer. Here's a here's another one. Uh, daily Bible reading. Huh? Right? Like pray, uh, you know, read your Bible, pray every day. Come on, people, you know the song? No, am I singing it out of tune? (laughs) Praise the Lord, we got a bunch of unchurched people in here. I love it. They're like, wait, what's that? We didn't sing, did we sing that today? No. Uh, But, but, but daily prayer, daily Bible reading. Here's another one. I just got a few here. This is so good. Position yourself. Con, you know, connect group. Position yourself. Get, this is the third one. Get around the right people. And I know sometimes, what is the right people? You know who the right people are. Don't look at me like, you. you let, me do, let me do it this way. You know who the wrong people are. <laughs> so you're, you guys are like, yeah, yeah, I know who are. the right people are. You know the right, I don't need to over-spiritualize that. I don't need to give you five points on the right people. You know the right people that are gonna that are that are gonna uh, speak Jesus, be like Jesus. Somebody say amen. Somebody say daily prayer. Daily prayer. Daily Bible. The right people right godly people people that people that challenge you a little bit maybe people that nudge you in the right direction the people that get on your nerves when you're not feeling so godly anybody got those now think of that person right now think of that person write their name down write the vision down i gotta hang out with this person at least once a week Send them a text or something, right? The right people. And what I mean by right people is this. I know that can be so broad. I'm talking really, here we go, about your inner circle. Those people that are a little closer than everybody else. I'm talking about those people that they're in the rhythm of your life in one way or another. And they have access. Y'all got the same number. Y'all follow each other on social media and you do selfies together and all that. Those kind of people that are heading in the right direction. All right, and maybe you are the, I believe many of us in here, you are the right person for somebody, that you are that person, you're that inner circle, kind of keep, help keep each other walking the straight and narrow, all right, so everybody pray daily, everybody say pray daily." Pray daily, read the Bible daily, get around the right people. Here's the last one, and and this is more of a broader relational context, is stay planted in, in Christian community. You know, and this is where, you know, connect groups and, and just, and, and, and being in church will do for you. Staying connected to the gathering. Don't forsake the assembling together of yourselves, which is the habit of some. New Year's all about new habits. Stay connected. There's, Pastor Jay always says there's two reasons or you should be in the house of God when you feel like it and when you don't. So if you're at one of those two, you ought to be in the house. Somebody say amen. amen. Look at your neighbor and say, get in the house. Get in the house. Here we go. Uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17. 2nd Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17. It's all about position yourself. Check this out. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. Everybody say position yourselves. I'm says, position yourself, stand still. There's Nico, right? Stand still. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You'll be surprised what God will do in your life when you stay in position. Mm, I heard some. mm. You'll be surprised because, look, some people are like, man, this is so hard. I can't, I don't know, where's God at? Maybe it's because you're not in position because it says you will not need to fight in this battle position see nico didn't have to he didn't have to roll him up he didn't have to come back right he just had to stay in position and look at the and the the kid did not move because that's my boy you know what i'm saying that's my boy no but but he uh uh, you know it's something about being in position you know wasn't trying to cause any trouble he's just trying to protect his his big sister right so so look at you will not need to fight in this battle position yourself just stay in the rhythm of what god's called you to do position yourself stand still and see what god does and see the salvation of the lord who is with you oh judah and jerusalem do not fear or be dismayed look they're not even gonna fight isn't that something god said look you don't have to fight but fear is the thing that wants to take you out of position Wants to keep you from standing your ground and, what, and, 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 and living for God and praying, reading your word, getting around the right people and, and engaging in what God has called you to do. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, everybody say next. Yes. Position yourself now for what's next or stay in position because tomorrow something good's going to happen. Tomorrow, go out against them for the Lord is with you, stay in position, I'll tell you this right now, you want to know what intimidates the enemy, and everything from your past is when you just stay in position, when Nico stood there, he intimidated the enemy, (laughs) and all he did was stay in position, it's so powerful when a Christian, filled with God's spirit, stays in position, and does not get tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine don't forsake the assembling to don't forsake which is the habit of some make it a habit to stay in the game when you feel like you don't deserve it stay in the game when you're hurting stay in the game when you're feeling good sometimes we get in trouble when things are going good no stay in the game it's amazing how god will perform a miracle for somebody and it takes them out god will give somebody a spouse and it takes them out of position it's a good thing relationships are good but if that thing takes you out of position it is bad and it doesn't matter who it is. I don't care how fine she is. Or how good looking he is. If that brother sister gets you out, out, out of, out of what bad? What do you think about this relationship? Wrong. Well, what do you think? Maybe God, no. Well, I feel like I could disciple. No, you can't. Well, I want to bring him to a connect. No. Tell him to go to another one. It's amazing, you know, and it's so funny us Christian folks asking questions to spiritual leadership, submitting it to the pastor when you already know the answer. Stop it. Oh, Lord, I'm feeling something in here. You guys know what I'm talking about. Well, pa- Pastor, I just want to really submit this and just talk about this because just, you know, what's the Lord want? You, you don't need to ask me. <laughs> I love you. Y'all know what I'm talking about, too. Well, I want to know what's the Lord's will. Do you want me to tell you? (laughs) Somebody say, stay in position. Relationships ought to fuel your journey, not pull you off of it. You know what I'm saying? You know what? It was a beautiful thing to be a part of Chris and Venetia's uh, wedding and that whole process. But them coming together didn't take them out of the will of God. You know what I'm saying? It actually got Chris in the will of God. No, (laughs) I'm (laughs) just I'm just messing with you now. No, no, but but you can see the fruit of their life up to this point. (laughs) The blessing of God. And and it wasn't, these, look at everything else, when we were praying on Facebook this morning, every other relationship, every other blessing, every other good thing is always secondary to your relationship with Jesus. And so I don't care how much the Lord told you, if it takes you out of that, there is wrong, or you need to work on it, or, you know, somebody say amen, come on, amen. amen, amen made church, but the fruit of their life is, you know, we met them before they were uh, married, and we, you know, and so just to see, it's a beautiful thing to see things done right, and I'm not saying perfect, I'm not trying to put all this pressure on them, you know what I mean, like, oh, we're still working on it, Pastor John, right, but, but, no, but, but, but there's fruit, married, how long have you guys been married now? Almost two years, Almost two years right, and so, yeah, that's awesome, and so, here we are, like, so just the fruit, like, if you're looking for something, look at people that got a good rhythm. Look at these people. They're in love. Sharp looking couple on the front row. How, how do I do it? There you Look it. So cute. <laughs> no, really. I, I, it's awesome. Come on, somebody. This ain't, this ain't uh, super spiritual. I'm not trying to make them seem like something. They're not. I just, you, can, you see the fruit. Fruit ain't, it ain't like, mm, I wonder what kind of tree that is. You're, you're going to see the fruit clearly. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, we're almost done. We are almost done. What was my first point? Oh, Lord, note takers. Come on, the new year, all of you should be taking notes just because it's January. I'm... Thank you, Michelle. Oh, it's up there. Jason cheated. No, No, no so she, she wasn't looking. She was, at, she, was at, she, was at, she was looking right here. So, yeah, everybody say No. that God has the next for you. What what was my second point? Position, position. Position is so important. Position. Position. Does that make sense? It's practical, but position. Stay in position. Games are lost. Any athletic sport are lost because somebody wasn't in position. Mhm. Got to get in position. All right, get in position. Here we go. Just two more scriptures and we're going to close here. Psalm 37. Uh, Verse 23, Psalm 37, verse 23, the the steps, everybody say steps. Steps. See, steps, it says steps, so steps isn't one step, it's not a standstill, steps, so the steps of a good man or a good woman are ordered up by the Lord, and he delights in his way, steps, speaking of next, steps. My life is made up of steps. My Christian life is made up of steps. And I'm not going to try to get way over there where somebody's way beyond where I am and try to act like them and try to jump. No, God requires our next, our obedience is simply yes to the next step. Obedience is yes, Lord, to the next one. Come on, somebody. And so the steps of a good man are or steps It really means... Um, In in the, in the Hebrew, it means go. It literally means going. So God blesses movement. God, God blesses forward progression. That God blesses steps. Not in essence, me stay. No, He blesses the going. Okay, the steps of a good man are ordered or set up. Isn't that awesome that God has it orchestrated? God has 2018 orchestrated, but we have to step into some things. We have to take the next step. Step into what's next. That's my last point, is we have to step. The, the just shall walk by faith. Walk, walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh there is a walk we are going to walk into this new year you are going to take the steps that God has ordered it's it's this it's this tension between God's sovereign will being established and my faith stepping into what he's ordered that it's never, uh, God's sovereignty is something that I, it's hard for me to even intellectually or break down, but, it, but sovereignty isn't sovereignty in and of itself. We become a blessing of a sovereign will when we walk in it. That, that there's something about faith that pulls God's plan into my life. My faith, the just shall live or walk by faith. Once again, the steps of a good man are ordered or set up by the Lord. This is good. And he delights in his way. In, as I, God delights in my movement, my, my way that God delights in my movement in, in his will, my movement in his plan, my step into, yes, Lord, what is next? All right, one more scripture here. Uh, Proverbs chapter four, verse 12. And we'll close with this. You guys get something out of this this morning? Yes. Step into what's next. Step into what's next. Um, what, as you're turning there, one of our uh, leaders, actually, John and Pessie, who are deacons here, when we, when we got... Uh, acquired this new facility, and uh, we celebrated them in our leadership meeting. They just really stepped into owning what God had given us, you know, and when we moved in, one of our kids' rooms was literally, like, overhead garbage in it, like, when we moved in, and the prophetic word from Michael Maiden was, people are going to look at that and go, dang, that's kind of ugly, and we were going to say, no, that's beautiful, <laughs> right? but when we walked in, there was some stuff we had to clean up, you know, it's just, and so we, uh, one of our leaders, Kenny, he, he actually moved it all in the back, and they were like, man, we got to get rid of this stuff, it was just stuff left, all kind of stuff, And and John gathered some men up and and basically took trips to the dump, cleaned out the whole back. So now we have this other space back there that we can use for meetings and our kids and stuff. And he just owned it. He took the step and owned it. And just overall they've done such a great job of just taking ownership for what God has put on us, the stewardship. And So Proverbs chapter 4 verse 12 says this. It says when you walk, not if, but when you walk, your steps will not be hindered. When you walk, when you move in the direction God is calling you, when you start that business, when you step into ministry, when you jump and join the team, when you, you sign up for a connect group, when you, you uh, whatever, whatever it is, you, uh, finish your education, when you walk, your steps will not be hindered, and when you run, you will not stumble. I'm just here to tell you today, church, that God's got plans for you. I believe, I want you to take this scripture right here. I want you to own this this year. And I want you to speak this over yourself, over your life. When I walk, my steps will not be hindered. And when I run, I will not stumble. And God's got so many great things planned for you. You, you got to know it. I encourage you, believe it own it 2018 is going to be better than 2017 and in God I always say this life doesn't get nothing but mo better in God just gets better you say man this was tough 2017 was tough it's all good look at you first Sunday of the year you're in church hearing the word you've been through some things you've had some struggles some disappointments But I'm here to tell you that your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.